Danny Harley was a young Australian producer who was scrounging around for studio space in Los Angeles. Eventually, he found some, and he was only able to use it in the dead of night after everybody else had gone home. He was nervous. He was still figuring out his sound and his future as a musician. And the song that came out of him took time. It took a lot of time. But when he finished it, he'd created a single with a chorus that is so relatable that it instantly connected with people all around the world. I'm Linda Mariano, and welcome to Inspired. This is the story behind Arcadia by Danny Harley, a.k.a. The Kite String Tangle. artist behind the kite string tangle, Danny Harley in here to do Inspired and to talk about the making of that song that became so loved when it came out. It was a big Hottest 100 hit. It was 15 in the 2014 countdown. Can you believe it? That's so weird to think about now, actually. I remember it well. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was was an interesting one, actually, because... Like the the year before, I'd done Given the Chance, which was kind of like my first single and the first time a lot of people would have heard of me. So there was like a bit of pressure to do the second one, like the, the, the follow up one, I guess. And I really had no idea what I was doing. I was getting a lot of interest from managers and industry types and labels and whatnot. I was traveling a bit. I think I did like South by Southwest and like I went to Coachella and did like a guest vocal there and all this stuff. And this was Who did you guest vocal with? uh, An act called Adventure Club. Mm -hmm. It's like a dubstep sort of act. Conversations locked away in my mind. You sung on dubstep. It was a a strange time. Wow. Okay. Go on. Uh, But it it was awesome. An amazing experience. but yeah, this is all sort of like in the interim between that song and, and Arcadia. So I, I was sort of trying to picture what the next single would be and trying to finish it. And I was finishing it in all these different places. So it was really interesting. Um, I think it's like went through a few different choruses throughout that time and um, in oh, different we'll get, places. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> in the end, I wrote most of it in um, in LA, somewhere in LA. It was like the manager that I was with at the time. He had he was friends with the manager of another act who had a studio in like a bit of a like sketchy part of town. You'd go there in the middle of the night and just like sneak into this place and there's no one there to like tell you if you're doing the right thing. It was super weird, but inspiring clearly. Mm. So it was, it was pretty odd. Do you remember what happened that night that sparked the idea for this song? Well, I mean, this one you often hear people are like. It just fell out or whatever. This was not one of those songs. I'd gotten the production down and I really liked it, uh, which often happens with me. I'll do like the production first and then use that as a platform to sort of spring from for the lyrics and for the melody. And I was happy with most of everything except the chorus and, and a lot of the vocal melody. And I tried like a million different things, but eventually got it to something um, something that I liked. I think it was the, the the line in the chorus, you were sleeping in my shirt. Yes. That was the one that like, I was like, okay, cool. This is like, 
something I want to explore. This is this is the line that we're referring to. <clears throat> you were trying to make it work. You were sleeping in my shirt, Arcadia. Which is such a special line because it's so tangible. Yeah. You can picture it happening. I always like to think about, um, I read something somewhere about like people listen to your lyrics through their own experiences, which I think is really nice. So it's like everyone's experienced that, like their, their partner sleeping in their shirt, right? Like most people would have experienced that. My boyfriend that. wears my little shirts on the side of You were trying to make it work. You were sleeping in my shirt, Arcadia. Well, sometimes things don't come full circle. Were you um, picturing a relationship that you were specifically in at the time? Look, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I'm a, um, I'm a serial long-term relationship guy. I was a two-year relationship from 14 to 16, then four years from 16 to 20, and then an eight-year relationship until now. Wow, why do you, why do you think that you always? went into the long-term ones. I just got a lot of love to give. I fall mm. in love too easy. Mm. And you <laughs> so, stay um, in love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy there. But, you know, there's there's always turbulence, obviously. Um, and so this was kind of a reflection on some turbulent periods in a couple. It was based on a couple of these relationships. Um, but it's kind of talking about when to, when to let it go. Because, mm. I mean, I've not really had a relationship that's ended super cleanly ever so it's um when you're still sort of exploring and revisiting and then like i guess arcadia like that word um was something else when i was i was trying to look up that sort of meaning i guess it's like a a utopia it's like something perfect that you're chasing but it's not necessarily rooted in reality so um the song sort of deals with that it's like whether is this real or is it time to let this go i was hoping that you cared i was distant i was scared arcadia where did you come up with the idea of the arcadia well i was i was literally like looking up synonyms for like utopia and this kind of thing because i'd had this idea that it was going to be this sort of unobtainable fantasy that you're in and i thought and it fit perfectly with with the melody that i'd Mm. written so um I was like, yeah, that's a strong sort of interesting hook word that if I heard it, I would, it would be intriguing to me. Arcadia, Arcadia. You mentioned that there are some demos and these different versions of the song and the different versions of the chorus. We've got one of those now. You've got to explain this chorus. <laughs> So it used to be called Headlines. and Really? And it was something about push in front of the headlights, at least you made the headlines, which uh, I thought was an interesting lyric, but it just didn't end up fitting the theme of where it ended up going. So. So that's got the headline lines in yeah. it. Yeah. How many choruses do you think that you played around with this? I mean, probably 10, if I had to guess. Like, I reckon I went through a lot. Oh, 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 oh. 
It was such a. It was actually such a frustrating song to finish. Really? Um, I don't know why. It was just like I think I guess because of the pressure. Like follow up from given the chance. Yeah. Once I got the shirt moment, I don't know why. I have no idea where it came from. But once I got that, the rest just kind of fell out a little easier. Mm. It only took like an hour after that. I guess I hadn't really got a, like a strong sense of what the song was about at that moment. So I knew that, like from from the music, I created something that felt sort of like triumphant, almost like something that you want to just like fall into. And so I I wanted to like juxtapose the triumphant vibe mm. with something that's like um, emotive or emotional. Uh, I knew what it was about all of a sudden. It was yeah, about and it's got the whole was, like yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, that that's the triumphant kind of. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And so it was it's kind of like it made a lot of sense to me because well that I mean it kind of explained the whole song to me in those two lines and then it was just expanded from there. Talk to me about the feeling of being in this enclosed space at all hours of the morning in some Californian <laughs> weird studio that you found yourself in about the fun in creativity on your own versus you being your own worst enemy trying to finish this song yeah i mean this is a weird a weird time because it was like almost unenjoyable <laughs> it was like i felt like it was i had to get the song out and it was not from like a um industry point of view just from like a personal point of view like i needed to get it out of me i struggled a lot to get it out but you know what the exact same thing happened with the previous song and that also did you know better than i had expected so i think maybe that's just how i work it's more of like a um it's exercising it's, it's, a it's, demon it's a labor it's a labor of it's love a labor of love <laughs> do you remember finishing this song uh Yes, yeah, yeah, because um, I went in to mix it again in some studio in LA. This was like the first time I've been to LA and I felt like I was like, I was in this big studio in LA and it was like, this is cool. Like I've, I've, uh, I've made it, you know, it's like these, my dreams have come true. <laughs> you know, we did like a big 10 hour mix session or whatever. And, and I was like, yes, walked out with it in my hand being like, this is, this is the next song that I'm going to release. And it was... Um, yeah, it was it was triumphant. Did you have other specific ideas about things that you wanted it to sound like along the way? References, song wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, it was sort of like coming out of that chill wave moment. Remember when there was like a lot of stuff coming out that mm. was like chill wave. I don't know if yeah. So that that was like I was big on that. So I, I really like like really textural beats. So I like a lot of like Mount Kimby. Um, I, I was a huge fan of all the James Blake stuff when that was first came out and was blowing everyone's mind. Mm. I was like, that bass note, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> you know it. You know yeah, the one. Yeah, we know the limit, one. Limit to your love. Yeah, yeah. You know it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, I was really liking textural beats, like that stuff. And then vocally, uh, I was loving stuff like Active Child. Sampha. She said, I can't let this happen. No, I can't let this happen again. Always partial to like a textural vocal and stuff that's like the, you listen to the vocal and you're like, whoa. It's like, wow, I can tell that that guy's feeling some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
How did you feel then when the song came out and it started getting all of this traction and leading to it being the favourite that it is today? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't see that one coming, to be honest, because I don't know. I guess I didn't think that something that was like sort of essentially a breakup song, uh, I didn't think that that would resonate with people as much as it did. So it was it was really nice to have people like vote for it in the Hottest 100 and... Uh, streaming a bunch and <laughs> <laughs> well we love a breakup song that's the thing Danny yeah just a jaded bunch <laughs> we no we love a triumphant sway into utopia and turbulence <laughs> It's the Kite String Tangle, Arcadia for Inspired. And if you liked it, please feel free to rate and subscribe. And you can check out plenty of other episodes, including the time that I spoke to LA producer R.L. Grime. We talked about his smash hit, I Want to Know, and a specific inspiration of his that he had in mind. I think for me, one reference I went into for like the big production of like the big like dance sound was I did a remix of uh, The Hills by The Weeknd in like 2015 or something and I wanted to sort of make something along those lines I only I'd always loved just doing like these massive synths and having a lead on top of it and so if you listen back to it to both of them side by side they are, there's a lot of similarities with them that was like sort of the, the big reference for me was how I had put the vocals of The weekend and then built a song around it. And so in my head, I was going into this one sort of the same way. I'm Linda Mariano. Thank you for listening. <laughs>